Hi, this is Monsoon Stories from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger. Each year we take a deep dive into this special time of year to find out why it means so much to so many Arizonans. For some, it's a break from the intense summer heat, and for others, an important marker in their lives and memories. This year, though, we're looking at where the monsoons meet climate change. As our region is getting hotter and drier, what does a changing monsoon season mean? In episode three, we dive into the urban side of things. How do monsoon rains help or hurt our city's ability to grow in the future? It's raining right now outside my window. Everything smells like wet concrete and creosote. This week, the entire state is under a flood watch as tropical thunderstorms and heavy rainfall made land. More life-giving water added to the near-record levels we've already seen this year. So far this summer, we've seen double the amount of rainfall we normally see in Phoenix. July was the wettest month on record in Tucson, and the whole state's on track to break the record for the all-time wettest monsoon season ever. And it's not all for nothing. It's always nice to see monsoon season come around because it makes such a huge difference in our watershed where so much of our water comes from. That's Cynthia Campbell, Water Resources Management Advisor with the City of Phoenix. And she's probably the most optimistic person I talked to in reporting this year's monsoon series, which is all about how climate change is, well, changing this all-important season here. The idea is that climate change means we will likely have fewer storms in the future, but when they do hit, they'll be stronger. It's feast or famine in a more extreme climate. But Campbell is happy to celebrate the current feast. I will say that our rains have been so spectacular this year that even SRP is seeing differences in reservoir levels. And that that's translatable to actual gallons or acre feet, in my parlance, of water that's available for the city of Phoenix. It's true that what really matters when it comes to our region's future water supply is winter rain and snow, so that snowpack in the Colorado mountains can run off in the spring and summer and fill up the Colorado River and its reservoirs, like Powell and Mead. And it's true that the Colorado River water is in dire straits. The federal government just declared a tier one shortage on the river, which we all rely on for water, for the first time in history. But right now, our city's canals are rushing. The normally dry riverbeds are wet again. And Campbell says all of this water does do a lot for where the city of Phoenix and all of us who pay the water bills get our water. Let's talk about the watershed. What, people probably don't know what that means. So describe it for us. Like, where does our water come from in the city of Phoenix here when we turn on our faucets? So 60% of the water from the city of Phoenix comes from the Salt and Verde River watersheds, which is, generally speaking, in the White Mountains or up on the Mogollon Rim. And so the water comes down, it trickles down from source water through the rivers, comes down and is impounded in reservoirs on the SR, we call it the, the Salt River Project System. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a series of dams and reservoirs on both rivers. And that is where 60% of the city of Phoenix's water supply comes from. It's the reason Phoenix exists. A quick historical aside here. She's talking about the creation of the city's canal system in the early 1800s when settlers in this desert ran out of water and formed a water association to dam up the water and capture spring runoff. It was the foresight of some very enterprising and daring, I might say, farmers who decided that it was worth pledging their lands toward building a more sustainable, although that word probably wasn't used in 1904, <laughs> but a sustainable future in the Valley of the Sun and able to turn it into a place where people would want to come and live. But back to the monsoons. The downpours we're getting this summer help us out in some big ways, Campbell says. One is pretty obvious. Wildfire season pretty much ends when, if, monsoon season hits. Having these kind of seasonal rains helps keep our forest a little wetter, mm -hmm. and they're not as likely to have these huge fires. But the other benefit that we get is, is it gets the ground ready for the runoff season, which comes in the early part of the year in January and February when the snow melts and it runs off. Because the ground is getting moist at this point in time and year and it can absorb the water, then when we get to runoff season, we actually get real runoff. And that sounds kind of simplistic, but one of the impacts that we've seen of climate change, especially in the Colorado River Basin, is that we used to be able to say, if we get X amount of snow, that will always translate into X amount, X volume of runoff in our right. river. Not anymore. So that winter runoff we need to maintain our Colorado River water supply, the monsoons help ensure our soils are not so dry going into the winter. It's like a sponge. It is. It's just like a sponge. And so it's soaking up all of this moisture. And that makes a huge difference when it comes time in the spring to start to actually record the runoff and, and, and note it. Another big benefit from all of this rain, Campbell says, it seeps into the ground. And we have vast rivers of water underneath the ground called aquifers. Yeah. And it really enhances our aquifers to get this kind of nice, steady, day over day monsoon rain. And I can hear it right now. <laughs> <laughs> But what about the flip side of all of this optimism? Oh, that, that, is, that is very much more difficult to deal with, right? Because we spend the summer and it's very hot and it's very dry. And what that means for a city like Phoenix and its utility is it means that people have to use more water that comes out of their tap in order to keep their landscaping alive. Whether that's zero, I mean, last year it was so bad that that people were needing to water native plants because we had such a, a lack of rainfall. Even our native plants were starting to die in the really intense heat.
And that kind of really intense heat is already becoming the new normal here. Okay, so final question for you then, Cynthia. So we live in this massive city in the middle of a desert. And, and yes, we know it is in many ways built for drought. Like we know we were a desert city when we built it, right? Um, exactly. We have planned for this better than lots of places. But we are growing, right? We're growing and we are getting hotter. What do you think this is going to look like in the future? Do you think Phoenix can continue to grow? Do you think that we will be able to sustain this kind of scale city in this environment in the future? I do. I, I think, you know, I think that we're certainly sustainable. And one of the reasons I think we're sustainable is, is that when you live in Phoenix, when you build in Phoenix, the people who have come before us and have built up the systems that we have, by definition, it was never easy. It mm. was always a challenge, right? Those early farmers we talked about who pledged their land to build those reservoirs and, and SRP, you know, they they came to a place that was virtually empty and they mm. saw remnants of peoples who had been here maybe thousands of years before mm -hmm. and didn't know why they left and didn't know why their canals were abandoned, but they adapted and they they took on types of climate situations that they'd never had experienced in the places that they came from. And so I kind of look at that as a, a, a legacy, a historical legacy that the people who live in Phoenix today still draw on. And so I would argue that Phoenix is not only built for drought, we have to be sustainable because you can't live in a, in a climate that has been as challenging as the one we have lived in that, that has existed in this place for thousands of years and continues to evolve and challenge us in new ways without being creative and sustainable and thinking of new ways to deal with old problems. Thanks for listening to the Monsoon Stories podcast from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger, and you can hear more episodes at monsoon.kjzz.org.